0: Friends, for many of us here, there is a longing for a perfect life. A life which is not troubled by the constant changes that we are so intimately involved in our day-to-day living. We all have this experience. A life that we perhaps visualize as peace and harmony, where nothing inwardly or outwardly disturbs our equilibrium. However, the reality, the nature of this world is one of polarity. Things constantly flow from one opposite to another. And so we call, we refer to this by the term of dialectics. It is important for seekers, seekers like us, like you, seekers of liberation, to gain an appreciation and knowledge of the complexities of the world that we inhabit, because everything is made of forces, energies, and also vibrations, us included.
1: Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world. Today, we share the introductory presentation to our latest public talk. Every month, we explore a different aspect of the universal wisdom through a series of weekly webinars on Zoom. For more information about our events, follow the links in the written description below. We hope that our podcast will provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions, and impulses in your research for new answers.
0: We can only see the material world around us, but there are actually two natures, two planes of existence, which are interpenetrating one another. This world of matter and changeability that we all know, and the world of the spirit, the eternal divine world, we could say, which cannot be seen and which we cannot see because it is of a higher vibration than us. Our senses can only perceive some parts of our own nature, of this nature, but certainly not of the divinity within and around us. However, our complex human life system is structured in such a way the liberation and union with the spirit is actually possible. And we will elaborate on this shortly. In fact, perfectly structured for that very reason. In today's talk, we want to give you a much more in-depth understanding of how our chakra system works and why it plays a very important part in the process of liberation. So to understand how these two natures come together in a person, we will take a quick look at the structure of a human being to try to see how it fits together and therefore what needs to change to propel us along a spiritual path. Firstly, you must already realize that the human being is more than just a physical body, more than their thoughts, or our desires, our actions. What we call our self is contained in a small world, a small system of energetic forces in harmony with its own core being, what we know as self.
1: We see that a human being is made up of four mortal bodies or vehicles. Our physical body, the thinking body or faculty in the head, our astral or desire body, and the vital or etheric body that connects the emotions and the thinking with the physical body and energizes the latter physical body to proceed to action in keeping with the thoughts and the emotions. And our natural soul being, along with a consciousness emanating from our three consciousness centers, that of one's head, one's heart, and of the pelvic consciousness center, will perish when our life on earth ends. And therefore that whole mortal sevenfold structure is what we identify as I. However, the small world, our microcosm that encapsulates this mortal being, is an immortal, eternal, but breathing structure of forces that contains at its mathematical center, the immortal divine principle, which calls us to reconnect with the divine. The golden rosy cross calls this center, this divine center, the spirit spark, the spark of the spirit. Between all the attributes within the microcosm, Energy is continuously passing, feeding one aspect with energy and power from another. So we see that, for example, our thoughts ignite a flow of energy that releases, and we all recognize that, feelings, and then our actions that we very often regret result. Now think of the microcosm as a like to an atom with electrons revolving around the center. And what keeps the whole unit in balance, holding it together, are the forces between the outer electrons and the central core. If these change, the atom will react, resulting in an altered chemical and therefore different energetic structure. And so it is within a person, within us. But this energy flow happens so naturally so easily and so quickly, that we don't often realize what the instigation is. And this is why when we feel something, irritation or frustration, for example, we instantly act in a different way to when we feel otherwise happy, not irritated. And our acts and words show outwardly exactly what is happening within us, without us consciously choosing it, The energies powered by our astral or desire or emotional body flow through our vital etheric body downward, and they result in thoughts or actions seemingly automatically, resulting for many in a continual self-reinforcing process that only strengthen us in certain patterns, us natural beings. Our natural self-consciousness, our I being, what we identify as me, always puts itself first, always dominates. And this is why that central spiritual essence, that spark of the spirit, gets lost and smothered within us, covered by layers of I domination. And so it lays just as a dormant principle in the heart of many people like a sleeping beauty. And our state of consciousness is the key for breaking the dominance of this natural process. If we can learn to understand and quiet the forces within our being, then we can start to hear the call from the spirit spark and become conscious of the divine within. So are you conscious of the interconnectedness Of the four bodies within you? Are you aware of having three consciousness centers that operate all on themselves, sometimes independently, namely that of the head, the heart and the natural pelvic consciousness? And are you conscious of having a spark of divinity within you? So what now Is the purpose of the chakras. You will find many references and books, even online courses, devoted to the chakras. The following is how the Golden Rosy Cross explains them. Chakra is a Sanskrit word that means wheel, and it describes a rotating energy center through which a multitude of forces in our uh, system enter the body. The chakras are fortages, whirlpools, bringing forces and vibrations from the surrounding environment within us. And in their rotation, they transform, they, as it were, slow down astral, very subtle energies into more, less subtle, etheric forces, which then penetrate and circulate throughout our mortal being, our body of gross matter. And this is what in part makes us alive and vibrant. Let us now look at the diagram from top to bottom, because our chakras link with the ductless glands in our body. The crown chakra is connected with the pineal gland. The brow or the third eye chakra links with the pituitary gland. The throat chakra connects with the thyroid gland and the three of them constitute our willing. The heart chakra connects with the thymus gland. It refers to our feeling. The solar plexus chakra connects with the adrenals the navel or sacral chakra with its spleen and the root chakra with a sex glands, They all make acting possible. So now that you know how chakras materialize subtle forces into our being, you can understand how they influence our blood, the hormonal secretion and the nervous systems our spinal column, and yes, they even determine our consciousness through the three centers of consciousness, and so they determine our character. Our astral, etheric, and physical bodies are so closely connected that any change in the astral body brings, within a split second, changes in our etheric state and our physical state. So our, our desires—they act like a magnet; they attract with what what is in keeping with them. Because only such astral forces, which have an affinity with us, can enter our system through the chakras, like attracts a light. And They affect our consciousness and therefore our daily behavior, what we think, what we feel, and how we act. In fact, we create our own prison. The incoming energies nourish us, and we in turn, we feed these astral forces with our thoughts, emotions and desires. Let us just look at the world in which we live, and for which we are all responsible. When we enter a spiritual path, we learn to recognize how we are played by all these astral forces. And in this slide, we see ourselves seated with the seven chakras. Around us is a so-called respiration field linked to the planets of our solar system and also to the energies of the zodiac as 12 points of contact with the universe. Astral forces of this nature feed us as to the I human being. Yet divine astral forces nourish the divine essence within us, because as we saw, man is twofold, mortal as to his sevenfold being, yet immortal as to the spirit spark in the heart. What does your heart yearn for? To go a spiritual path means to listen to and to follow the inner guidance of the divine spark. It is to live the path fully and sincerely. The chakras spin when you begin in a given way, completely in keeping with who you are and looking from inside to the outside in a clockwise motion. But as a spiritual change in you comes about, their speed and their intensity decrease and gradually and harmoniously they cease their movement and begin to spin in an opposite direction, assimilating different energies, rejecting the old ones. And this is the surrender of the self to this mighty process of change called transfiguration.
0: So friends, we have now seen that the chakras are etheric vortices of energy transference, whose vibrational signature ensures that only the forces that are in harmony with our own vibrational state of being can enter the system. And therefore, from one perspective, they are the guards at the gates that protect the health of the life system. But this health is also our prison, for we cannot escape this vibrational limit by changing the primary function of the chakras through an act of the will, or for meditation or exercises of any kind. Therefore, they are not only our protectors, but are at the same time, our prison guards. So maybe here the questions the question rises, how can we walk a path towards the divine if we are to face such seemingly insurmountable and in essence organic obstacles? Well, firstly, we must understand that as a mortal being, our chakras are also structured and function within the laws of mortality. So in order for them to become a tool for liberation, then the primary function must be changed. And this is achieved in two ways. Firstly, by the radiating activity of the immortal aspect within us, the rose of the heart, the white lotus, the mustard seed. It's been called in many different ways. And secondly, through the activity of our walking a path of detachment which is a detachment from the lower lower vibrational state of life that we know so well, towards the known being. Now the radiating longing of the spirit spark atom in our heart has an attracting quality and it attracts to itself that which is in harmony with itself. In other words, the light forces of the divine. Once these light forces have entered the system, they also make use of the physiological aspects of the sevenfold personality. By entering the heart, they have an impact on the heart sanctuary. From these, they then impact on the endocrine endocrine system, and in particular, sorry, and in particular the thymus hormone which in turn affects the consciousness center in the head sanctuary. Our thoughts are then affected. They are opened up to this new dimension. The life forces then make use of the sympathetic nervous system on either side of the spinal column to travel down to the pelvic area and then return back to the head sanctuary. Affecting the chakras on the way, which in essence will see their movement, their rotation, reversed. And this reversal will then demonstrate a new activity in which the vibrational signature of the chakras will be changed. So that on the one hand, they will limit the forces of nature from entering the system, and on the other, begin to absorb those divine light forces that will build the new divine soul. Thus, the chakras play an intrinsic role in the process of liberation, for through the activity of the Gnostic light, they are changed from jailers of the personality into the doorways of the new soul and to eternity.
1: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.